Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the We Believed You Paranormal Podcast. This is officially episode one. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. Today, we have one of my good friends, Letty. And uh, we met because we both have a love for a band uh, called Missio. And we just found Shout each other out, online. Missio. Shout out, Missio. <laughs> and um, we, uh, the more we hung out, the more we discovered that we have interest in the spooky and paranormal. And um, mm-hmm. we're, we're a lot alike. We have some very similar stories. So I was like, you know what? Pretty much. I have, I have somebody uh, that I think would be a good episode one. And here we are. <laughs> so would you like to introduce yourself a little bit more, Letty? Let us know, like, sure. you know, just a little bit more background on you. Okay, so I'm Leti, born and raised in Houston, Texas, but of course my family is from Mexico, San Luis Potosí, hey, um, <laughs> and uh, married 14 years, oh my gosh, and two kids, boy and a girl, other than that, uh, full-time employee, and uh, I, paranormal stuff follows me all the time, and I'm used to it now, pretty much, that's about it. So what would you say, because one of the things that we talked about in the previous episode was like our very first paranormal experience that we had, like the youngest that we can remember. Do you remember what your first paranormal experience was that maybe you didn't even know it was paranormal until you were older, but you're like, that was kind of weird and shouldn't have happened. Well, it all started like every time I would go to Mexico and I would always hear stuff, whisperings and everything, but I'm like, I don't hear things. I usually ignored it, but I guess when I was exactly 11 years old is when it all started at my parents' house when we used to live there. And uh, I would hear a lot of uh, scratching noises and things moving around or, or things. I'm holding something and it'll like literally just smack it out of my hands and it'll just shatter everywhere. And it's happened in front of my family. Of course, I'm very clumsy, so they never believe me. Um also, I would, I would wake up with, like, bruises in my body as well. So something wasn't, you know, right. And then uh, when I started high school, every day at 3 o'clock after I would get out of high school, um, I would see two boys walk in from one bedroom to another, and then the other one would come out of the other bedroom and go to the other bedroom. And it was every day at the same time, and I didn't know who to tell so I went to my little sister and I'm like, hey, um, do you ever see things around here in the house? Weird stuff happening. And she goes, you see them too? And her and I are the only ones that go through this. And she will always see a lady with long black hair. She, she described her in a dress. And she goes, you can see through her. And she doesn't have feet. She will always be sitting at the corner at the edge of our parents' bed every morning. So she hated going in the morning to, her, to their bedroom. I never saw the woman, but she and she never saw the, the boys. And so um, so I never messed with the boys ever. But then, like, it started getting worse where the scratching will start, like, at my door. And back then, we had bump inside. I was on the top. My little sister was on the bottom. And I remember the most vivid one was when um, I would hear scratches. And I'm over here thinking my sisters are trying to prank me. And so I... Uh, I would go out there, nobody. So we'll go back to bed. And then afterwards, I would hear the scratching go up higher and higher. And I'm like, come on, guys, stop it. You know, this is not funny. And it was it was around midnight when this, this happened. 
Next thing you know, the scratching stopped, but then it started moving towards the wall on the side of my bed. And the scratching stopped right where my ear was. And I was like, okay, something's not right. I started getting scared and I knew something, I knew it was evil because you can tell the difference. My energy was draining. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when that happened, I remember I just covered myself and I started praying. I'm like, I'm praying and praying and praying. But then next morning when I woke up, I had uh, scratches and bruises in my back of in my in my back. I'm like, how am I gonna? My mom was like, maybe you hit yourself or maybe you scratch yourself by accident. I'm like, how? It's in the middle of my back. I can't even reach my back. And, and did, then did after, you, sorry, uh-huh. did you like feel it when it was actually happening, or is like you would sleep through the night kind of thing and wake up and it was just magically there? Like, did well, you ever? I I remember praying so hard that I don't remember the rest. Like, I literally was like. It was almost as as if like I went into like a coma or something. Because when I woke up, I felt um, I had a really bad headache, and I felt like I was outside my body. Mm. You know and what those, I mean? It, the bruising and stuff like that was that only you that experienced that, or did your sister also experience that? Because I know you said no. you both saw him and stuff like that. Was it just something? It was that just me. Just I was me. the one that was getting the bruises hmm. and scratches, and uh, that happened. Nobody believed me. My little sister, of course, believed believe me. And so then after that, um, I remember it was we were hanging out at night. We we're having coffee, pan, pan, and, you know, cafe con, con pan dulce and everything. And um, and my dad was like, go get me the coffee. And, of course, it was an instant coffee. I remember I grabbed the coffee, and I had it. I was holding it with both hands. And when I turned around, literally, the coffee went out flying my hands stayed like this like I was still holding it but that thing went flying across the room they didn't believe me they thought I threw it and I'm like how was I gonna throw it like this like I my hands stay like this yeah holding it I mean I would always get in so much trouble because everything that would break in the house it was me Mm. always doors would be uh, left open cabinets dishes would be put around like we will find dishes in the bedrooms. And we're like, it's, I promise it's not me. I'm not trying. Like, it was weird. So then um, every summer, my little sister and I would always have, we were in charge of keeping the house clean. You know, the Mexican moms, when we get home, when I get home, better be clean. So her and I would clean the kitchen and the whole house. We would grab food and we would lock ourselves in the bedroom. Because as soon we knew around the same time every day, and that was like around one o'clock in the afternoon, there would be a lot of movement in the kitchen. No one there. It's just me and her alone in the in the room. And uh, I remember the chairs would move around, uh, dishes. You can hear dishes, pots and pans getting shoved all over the kitchen. Um, our garage door will open on its own, even though we have everything locked. Uh, our front door unlocked will be unlocked by the time we'll go, you know, after everything stopped. And uh, it was like a daily thing. Her and I knew not to go out at a certain time. And that was every day. Uh, and then until one point, I told my parents, like, I think you guys need to bless this house. And they're like, it's been blessed. There's nothing in here. And I'm like, I swear there's something not right. When I made that suggestion that night, I remember that I was um, falling asleep. I was asleep. But then something woke me up and I felt something hot 
on the side of my uh, left side because the bed was, you know, bunk bed is right here, the floor is right here. But, and then my mom had just put a little small twin bed on the other side of our bedroom and it had a frame and everything. And I remember that, um, I remember that I felt something hot and I woke up and I felt so much pressure. Next thing you know, I felt too, uh, like something pushed me on my left side and my body went flying across the room and I landed on the frame. Like I, my other side landed on the, I hit myself on the frame of the other bed. Obviously they're like, oh, you just fell out of your bump in. Okay, bump in right here. Yeah. You fall, you're going to roll down. You know, you're, you're not. Mm-hmm. But I was literally uh, on the other Straight side of the room, across. right across on my back. And uh, I, I didn't knock my air out. And that was the day I suggested we need to bless that house. So then after that happened, I, you know, nobody believed me. I just, I prayed. And the next morning I had the bruises where the, the force were pushing me. I had two bruises right down the side of my body. And of course I had a bruise on this side, but you can tell it was like something went like this. Like you can see the bruises. The marks. And how old were you around this time? Uh, By then I was like 12, 13. 12, 13. And do do you, do you think that obviously like, like you and your sister, like are maybe a little bit more sensitive of like nobody else was uh, feeling that, but mm-hmm. do you think that it was the house that like these specific en- entities were kind of attached to, or do you think that it like had to do more with like you guys or no, both? It's maybe? definitely the house. Now we house. found out it's definitely the house oh, because okay. um, let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, by then, my mom babysat everyone's kids, that's including my kid, Sebastian. And um, he actually told me recently that when he was four, and he remembers everything vividly, he said that he uh, got home from school. And he told Tita, I'm hungry. My mom was like, oh, go to the pantry, go get a snack. When he opened that door, he saw a kid crouching underneath the pantry. Oh, and he no, thank you. described Yikes. him vividly. And he described him. And when I told him, when he described him, I was like, I was shocked because it was one of the kids I used to see when I was do you, little. Do you know the history of the house? Like, have you ever looked to see if somebody's passed away there or if like, I don't know, there's been some I haven't sort had, of like, I tragedy? wanted to. I want to, but I haven't had a chance, to be honest, because I was like, uh, at that time, I, I don't know, I was scared. Yeah. I was like, ooh. Don't want to um, know. <laughs> yeah. But I never told my kid. I, I told my kids a story that I would see stuff at my parents' house, but I never described what they were wearing or how they looked. Yeah. And so when Sebastian described that little boy, it was one of the boys that I remember the most. He mm-hmm. said, Mommy, he wore like a, like a red-orange shirt and some black slacks, and his hair was black and straight. That was the one that I will always remember. And I'm like, did it talk to you? And he said, it did, Mommy. He said, do you want to play? And he no. was holding a knife. He said, and, his, no. and I'm like, did you look into his eyes? And he says, yes, they were black. So pitch black. So is this the, like when I was talking Yo, to you I about black eyed kids? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I could like picture him in my head too. No, yeah, that's, that's I the mean, like those details. Yeah. yeah. 
I just would try like to erase that. I actually but... described them exactly the way I remember that kid. And I never, ever described that kid, ever, to anyone. Because I, I remember we had talked about uh, Black Eyed Kids. I was listening to a, another podcast and we got into it a little bit. And you were saying that you used to see a kid with black eyes. Is this the same kid or is this a different yeah. one? Is that no, kid? it's the same one. Oh, gosh. But okay. that kid is connected with that woman as well. Uh, like because son? I'm thinking because um, at the same my my Sebastian's four. I have a niece that's actually four as well. They're only a few months apart. And uh, one day she was, uh, my sister got home, pick him up, and it was just them by themselves. And my niece was stayed in the, in the living room. My sister was getting the baby ready, her baby ready. No one was there. Next thing you know, she runs to my sister. My niece runs to my sister. And she goes, mommy, mommy, we have to leave. We have to leave. And my sister's like, what happened? Did you hurt yourself? What was going on? And she said, no, mommy, no, mommy. There is this beautiful lady with long black hair. In a white dress, and she said, "You can see through her, mommy, but she's a beautiful lady." And two boys standing right next to her. She said she growled at me and told me, "Get out!" So my sister packed everything, grabbed the gifts, and left the house. And when my sister told my mom, my mom started putting two and two together. Finally, the lady that my little sister used to see and the boys I used to see, my niece saw them all together. Standing like the lady was in the middle, and the, and she described the lady just like my little sister used to see her. And, and, and so uh, that was your sister's daughter, the one that used to see her as, as well. well. Uh-huh. So at this mm-hmm. point, there's four family members now that have all seen the exact same entities, and they right. all happen to be the, the same. son or daughter of <laughs> you guys. All right, but it's yeah. only happened so- to my niece, Sebastian, me, and my little sister. Those are the only ones mm-hmm. that we've seen. But remember. <laughs> They didn't know the stories. So fast forward years later, they next generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you, when you would tell your your parents or your mom or whoever it was these things, like what was their reaction? Because I, I'm curious. Like, did they actually not see that see them, or do they just did they just say, "Oh no, we didn't see them because you know they freaked denial. them out." Yeah, and they didn't want to like you know make it like a no. reality type of thing. I. I would tell my mom and uh, at the beginning she goes, no, you're just saying things. Oh, you girls are just crazy. It's because you guys don't sleep enough or, you know, by the day, everybody stayed up. But once that once Sebastian and, and my niece saw them and described them, that's when they're like, oh, crap, there is definitely something in this house. And they started believing and they always, they do believe in stuff like that. But. I guess because my mom and well, my parents never experienced any paranormal activity. They were like, well, I mean, we've never seen anything. We lived here all this time and there's nobody here. So why do you, why do you think that is like, I, well, and Eric, maybe you have a different question, but like it, it always blows my mind when there's only certain family members that are able to see or feel or have experiences with these entities. And there's like other family members that are just like, I don't know what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Nothing has ever happened. Well, I was going to say again about the whole being in like, again, about the whole, are they just denying it? Because I know you and I, Michelle, have talked about, um, you know, how like when you're kids and stuff, obviously you have a stronger connection to those kinds of things. And, and you know, the ones that kind of like kill that kind of mm-hmm. ability, I guess, for lack of a better term, 
uh, are your parents because they're the ones that kind of suppress it. They say, oh, it's just, you know, you're seeing things. Imagination. Right. Uh, so may, I, that's why I was asking, is it, is it that they're just, were, they were just so much in denial that there was anything that was happening that they kind of just, they didn't see it. But then I guess once the, the kids started to see it, they're like, okay, well then that's too many people saying the same thing for it not yeah. to be true. You know what I mean? Um, I, I can, maybe if you see them being in denial, but my mom opened up to me after all this happened and she said that when she was little, she used to see a man. Mm-hmm. I mean, she lived in Mexico. She used to see a man all the time dressed in all white. And uh, and you and she's like, but he wasn't there. I was the only one that could see him. But I guess she said, I've always been able to hear things, see things, but she learned how to like close Suppress it. it. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what, that again. Door. So I'm thinking she was hoping that maybe this is not going to happen to them. And so I'm pretty sure she was in denial for sure. Yeah. And, but and since that's... our kids are now seeing everything, yeah. Yeah. And that, that's why my, that's why I was asking because – you know, a lot of times, like you, like you mentioned, you know, if she was experiencing the, experiencing those things as a kid and, you mm-hmm. know, if it freaked her out enough, you know, I'm sure she doesn't want her kids to be experiencing those things as well, or even her grandchildren. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's why, you know, I would like, when I was listening to you talk, like the kind of vibe that I was getting was that they were just, I'm sure like it, maybe your mother and stuff like that just maybe saw something, but just didn't want to. Probably. You know, think it was real type of thing. You know what I mean? But who knows? I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, it's definitely, I don't know. <laughs> the description of the kid <laughs> well, is, is very. You also have to understand that we're a total of six kids. Yeah. Plus my parents. So there's a house of eight people total. So you can, sometimes when they, when they would hear noises, oh, it's probably one of the kids. Oh, it's probably, yeah. oh, it's probably the, you know, that's what yeah. they would think. Right. So I can see that too. But, um, no, but, yeah, after, but after that, um, again, uh, my husband travels a lot. Well, not right now, but he, for work, he travels a lot. So I would actually go and stay at my parents' house with the kids. And I hated it. I hated it. I hated it because every time I would go there, my energy would get drained. And, uh, and I remember one time one of my friends, they came over just say, hey, how's it going? How are the kids? You know? And my parents weren't home. It was just me and the kids alone in that house. Mm. And I remember that we were sitting down in the kitchen and we hear somebody pull up in the driveway. And I was like, oh, it's my parents. You should meet them. And we hear the door op- unlocked, open and shut. And I was like, we, we all got up. We went to the door. No one. The, the girl, there was nobody in the driveway. The door was locked. No one. And I'm, and I'm like, you did not, is it, did I just, am I hearing things? Am I seeing things? And they're like, no, we, 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 we heard the door open. We, we heard, the, I mean, they freaked out that they literally just left me. They're like, they left, they walked out of the house. And I'm thinking over here thinking this lady does not want anyone in this house. I mean, she, yeah. I know for sure it's that woman that was pretty much tormenting me, I guess you can say. Because, again, when I would stay there, years later, I would wake up with bruises in my body. And I'm like, this woman does not like me. This woman does not want me. This, you know, what did I do? You know, but again, I don't want to mess with it right now. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you I, remind I, her of somebody from her past that she did yeah. not like. Gave her that energy or something. I don't know. 
That's or I she mean, would drain my she would drain my energy. I hated it. Like I I would feel nauseated, anxious. Um, I couldn't sleep. I could not sleep at all. And uh, that's why. I, and my mom is like, you need to you need to try to sleep. And I'm like, mom, I can't sleep. And it's, it's she and I told her, is there something in this house that's not right? And I'm I'm telling her, you you need to like do an exorcism in this house. And she's like, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I just don't want to mess with it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like you know, it can harm the people around you it's not because you i can tell when it's evil and i can tell when something is not just there no bother it's just there and i know for sure and until now every time i go to that house i i i'm still i i hate entering that house i i can't so to this this day, day so to this day then she's she still hasn't had the house blessed or anything like that nope nope not only that she moved out of the house and gave the house to my brother Oh no! And now are they experiencing anything? I haven't talked to him. I, I've been wanting to ask, but um, but I'm pretty sure they have because there are times when when they come over to my house, my nieces are like, "Can we stay here? Can we stay here with the LED? Like, can we stay here with her? We don't want to go back to that house." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Listen to your kids, guys. You yeah. don't need to be in the house." And there's five kids in that house right now. Jeez. Yeah, I, well, I can guarantee seven if you include the other two. I can guarantee that if my kids started telling me that they saw something, heard something, felt something, were pushed, pulled, whatever, I would believe them 100% and call in the priest and be like, all right, let's go. Start burning Exercise. some stage. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I don't, I, I wouldn't ever want to be that parent that doesn't believe their kids because uh, it's kind of a crappy feeling um it is words. yeah so i think it could be detriment detrimental yeah I you got promise it i know words detrimental yes is that it? Yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and i mean i i think that it's important i that if kids have these abilities to kind of like keep going with it not shut it down mm-hmm. because I, I i almost feel like that's worse um, if they don't know how to handle it or if it keeps happening, if they can't mm-hmm. kind of just close that off and it keeps happening and no one believes them and everyone thinks they're crazy. Um, and this, I mean, this is one of the reasons why, again, I wanted to start this podcast is like, I don't like talking about these things because I feel like I'm crazy because society tells you that if you mm-hmm. hear voices, if you see things that aren't there, like there's something wrong with you. But um, I don't know. I just don't well, think for that's- the longest, I thought I was crazy and I thought I was a schizo. Because I would see stuff. And psychologically, they messed me up. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm like, I, I think I'm crazy. Am I, am I, am I schizophrenic? I am. I even had to go get, I had to get counseling for this because I would tell her, I even told my, my counselor, I was like, I feel like I'm a schizo because I see stuff, I hear stuff. And then she goes, you're not a schizo because one, schizos don't know that they're schizos. And I'm like, okay, I'm just, okay. <laughs> So, I mean, at one point, everybody tells me, well, you should use it um, to help other people. But then for me, I'm like, I feel like it's a curse. Why can't I close it? I wish I could close it. I, I want to learn how to. Cl- I mean, I've tried several times to close it, but I can't close well, it. Well, what about <laughs> instead of trying to close it, learning how to protect yourself and how to learn how to use it? Because, I, I mean, Eric, this is something that I've like talked to you about, too, is like yeah. everyone has this fear of like, well, I 
let's say like mediumship. Everyone's like, well, I don't want to see dead people. I don't want to talk to dead people. And it's actually not as scary <laughs> as mm-hmm. it, like, I guess TV and movies make it out to be. Um, yeah, it can be a really, yeah. Like it could be a really beautiful thing if you know how to do it, if you feel protected, like, I don't know. I think they're, if people actually just go out and kind of try and like educate themselves or like go through some, you know, workshops and stuff and learn that, oh, okay, it's not that bad. I can actually be protected. Um, you know, it, it, w- it wouldn't be as bad. And that way you don't have to try and force yourself to close it and, and mm-hmm. struggle through that. And you know what, like, let me just accept it and learn how to deal with it, you know, kind of thing. Well, that's what I was thinking of doing now. Um, finally, I think after so many years, I'm like, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to finally learn how to use it, you know, do and do something it. about it. I know some people. And, and learn how to protect myself. So yeah. I've been doing a lot of reading now. Especially yeah. with this, you got me into the crystals and everything. I'm like, oh, yeah. more crystals, <laughs> I need this and I need that. And, you know, so, but I mean, like I said, it's, it has helped me now. I'm just trying to understand mm-hmm. because like I said, some, I get attached to stuff or stuff gets attached to me and uh maybe that might be a different totally completely different podcast because a lot of weird stuff has been happening still like I told that probably you. will have to be another one yeah because I like some of that stuff that you're telling me or sending me earlier I was like okay this is like a whole thing in and it's of itself um yeah and I heard there was video too and I, I I'd like that I'm just hoping to- I'm trying to get the video from my neighbor to oh, okay, I'm trying to get it um, because it was caught on, and that it, it, what's weird is that I never once told her about this and whatever. But well, that's a whole. I was, was going to say story. We'll, we'll tease it. It'll it'll yeah. come later, no, but, but it's still but creepy. Yeah. So, guys, if you want to hear that story, or you know, you make sure you continue to tune in because it's coming. It will come. <laughs> Definitely, and it's creepy. Yeah, I didn't even get no. details, and it's already creepy. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, but um. But yeah, definitely. Oh, and I forgot to tell you one, one time um, yeah. before going to my parents' house, I was dropping off the kids. And this is the one that scared me the most. The kids were born already and they were babies. And I was driving towards my parents' house. It was five o'clock in the morning and something did not want me going to her house because the I was on the road, you know, the street lights, and the street lights started flickering. And I'm thinking in my head, in my eye, in my eyes, am I tired? The street lights are flickering, flickering. <laughs> yeah. and then my headlights started flickering. My whole car started flickering, and next thing you know, I see a shadow of large wings, and it literally just blacked out my whole car, and everything was pitch black in my car, and whatever it was, it sucked my energy, and I, I started praying because I was more worried about my, my the kids, the babies in the back, and I started praying. And all of a sudden, um, after I did the like the the uh, Hail Mary and, and uh, our Father, it's it disappeared like it just disappeared. And I remember my body was frozen like it was I was freezing cold. My lips turned purple. And when I got to my parents' house, uh, my mom was like, "What happened to you? What's what's wrong? You're, you look so pale. Your lips are like even she saw that my my energy was drained." And it was something that did not want me going to her house. And I know that feeling whenever she tells me, hey, can you come up? No, mm-mm. something's telling me not to go. And I, and I should have listened to my intuition okay. saying yeah. don't go that morning. And I still went. And I will never forget that. 
And I, I, yeah, that was, that was the worst thing. Did, did anything else happen after that? Like when, like it, it went away, you felt drained and cold. And then like, did you just continue driving and like try and shake it off or like. I was it- trying to shake it off, but when I remember when, when the, whenever the wings, cause I mean, you can see the, you can see the shadow of wings go like this and the wings lifted. I saw this bright blue greenish light. And it literally lit up the whole sky. And that's why I saw the shadow of the wings moving away. Hmm. No one else saw that. I know what you're thinking, brother. Yeah. Do you want to say it? Um, well, I'm thinking one of two things. I, you know, I I'm guarantee you we're thinking the same thing. An angel for sure. Or what were you like, thinking? No, I was thinking the same thing. Like if, it, if that thing was negative and evil, and then you saw that bright light, over it um i don't know I, like my brother and i like associate the angels with certain colors and lights mm-hmm. um and the fact that you're saying blue and green those are two it was so, definitely uh, a blue like it was starting with a with a bluish and it and then stopped like it was like it, it changed to a greenish color like a blue green but mm-hmm. it lit up the whole like i saw it as soon as i was done with my prayer the, the was, wings lifted. Oh, I got chills. And I saw <laughs> yeah, the uh, light, same. like the yeah. bright light, and it lit up the whole sky. Was I'm anybody sick or anything like that at the time? Nope. No? Hmm. So, Did anybody get sick after that or before that? Or yeah, after that, I guess, because nobody was sick at the time. I got sick. You got sick? But like, mm-hmm. like, like very, very sick or just like a cold type of sick? Um... I think like after a week after I caught the flu, the flu. <laughs> like I had fever, my body hurt. I mean, I remember it was horrible. I I got really sick that yeah. that day, like a week after all that happened. Yeah, I mean, because like my sister was saying, like we we believe a lot in the like in the angels, the, in the different Archangels angels that there are. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, like what it definitely definitely sounded like was uh, Michael and Raphael. Yeah, those were the exact two really? that I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I was asking about the sickness because after after you saw the light, did you feel better? Did you still feel super drained? I uh, felt drained, but I felt warm. That's like a about right. Yeah, yeah, because what, like, but I was still like I was still shaky, yeah. but because of the not having a lot, and like it drained my energy. But then after I saw the light. Like it kind of like shocked. I felt like a shock, and then I felt warm, but at the same time I felt weak. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, like, yeah. so drained. I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know because like, uh, f- like for example, the blue uh, would more than likely be Michael, and well, if you had this bl- black winged shadowy figure, you know, enveloping your car, that's that would the guy probably, you want. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy you want protecting you. That's you know, he's the angel, you know, that protects you from. Mm-hmm. from things that you see and things that you don't see. Uh, so I was definitely going to say, uh, if Michelle wants to send you that, uh, Michael, the Archangel, the the prayer that we have, just so if you ever feel any kind of like anything, you know, you have that prayer in your arsenal and stuff. And then the mm-hmm. other color was green, right? So usually that's yeah. associated with the Archangel Raphael. Uh, and he is uh, like a healing angel. He's the Archangel mm-hmm. of like... Um, medicine stuff like that a lot of times people like if they're having um medical issues issues, yeah stuff like that usually they pray to him to you know feel you know better and stuff like that obviously uh he doesn't 
necessarily work by directly healing you. I mean, I'm you know he can, but also a way he works is through other people. So like, for example, if you've been having issues and the doctors can't figure out what's going on with you, he works through them. So like he helps them almost like kind of find the answers. Because another example of that is like our grandmother, when she went into surgery for her pancreatic cancer, Mm -hmm. um, that's when Michelle and I, well, Michelle started introducing me to the angels and stuff like that. And I really started getting into looking more into them and stuff like that and Raphael and stuff. And uh, when she was sick and she was about to have pancreatic surgery uh, or half part of her pancreas removed, uh, we were very concerned because we didn't know how bad the cancer was. The doctor was telling Mm -hmm. us that he couldn't, that he was more than likely going to have to remove the entire pancreas and being that she was, you know, an older lady, uh, it was going to be very difficult for her to come back from that. And, you know, when he went into the cert, like into the operating room and got in there, finally, he started to look at the stuff and, and, and see what he could do. And he said that usually in a situation like that, it goes a lot worse. And he said that it was, the outcome was a lot better than he really thought it was going to be. So, I mean, obviously I attribute that to the doctor having the skills that he has in order to perform that surgery. But also, you know, I attribute that to Raphael listening to our prayers and, and helping kind of guide the doctor and, and help him through that as well. So those two colors, you know, when you started saying that, like I got chills in because that immediately is what I went to is those two angels. And, again, was for the well, protection do, and trying to help you feel better. During that time, I do, well, I didn't say anything, but my son was born with kidney disease. Mm-hmm. And so during that time, he was going through treatment. Mm-hmm. And I think about that. Yeah. Was, See, for so. the kidney. Yeah. He was I, about to go into <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember he was one year old. Yeah, cause the, the doctor told us that we had to wait for until he turned one for to have that reimplantation. Uh, kidney surgery mm-hmm. and uh, it was close to that time that yeah. he was supposed to get surgery. Yeah, so it might Which have been. I wasn't, it caught me off guard. I mean, I was like, somebody said, no, then wait a minute. Sebastian was supposed to go into surgery like a week within two, three weeks after mm-hmm. all this happened. Yeah, so I mean, that could have been, right? you know, whatever wow. it was that was trying to come around you guys and those two angels came down to help and protect you also Tell them I mean, to fuck off. basically yeah no wow i didn't think about that yeah i think i think so many people also like focus on the negative en- en- entities or like the the bad things like the demons and stuff that I mean, like, there's so much, and and I think that's why I'm not so scared anymore. Like, I like mm-hmm. when my brother and I were talking about, like, hey, let's start a paranormal podcast and talk about everything creepy and ghosts and stuff like that. I was like, ah, I'm, I'm not too scared about it anymore. I I do feel more protected, or I, that I know how to protect myself and like clear. Even though I feel like someone's standing behind me right now, and I don't know what that <laughs> is, but I'll get rid of that soon. You know, like it's it's not a big deal. Like I'm not normally that would freak me out, and I'd be like, okay, I'm done. But I I feel good. I'm like, it's all right. Like, yeah. Can I can I tell you something real quick? Shut up! I'm so scared. Go ahead. No, no, I didn't. It's not. I didn't see anything behind okay. you or anything. But I earlier had the like wanted to turn around behind me, but I was like, there's nothing there. Like, I know there's no, I don't feel yeah, anything yeah. behind me, but I felt like I wanted to turn. So I don't know if I was, I don't know. Letty sent her ghost over here. I told yeah, her not to do it. I'm guaranteed so she did it. <laughs> yeah. I'm See, sorry. That's, I'm good. No, it's, it's all, all good. good. 
It's fine. I mean, it's not the first time or the last time I'm sure yeah. that we'll experience anything it's, like that. So It's just another thing we can talk about in the next podcast episode, so it's fine. <laughs> I just want to say thank you for coming on and, and sharing that with us and not, you know, feeling, you know, embarrassed or feeling Ashamed. judged. Yeah, because <laughs> again... I'm going to keep saying this probably every podcast, but, you know, going back to something I said in uh, episode zero was, you know, we're, we're here to be that judgment free zone just so people don't feel that from like what they might feel from the outside and stuff like that. We want to listen. Mm -hmm. We want to, you know, make sure that you guys are comfortable talking to us. Um, and we're all ears, man, where this is something that we're really into. We really like to hear these kinds of things and, you know, feeling those chills is always kind of exhilarating too. So, mm -hmm. yeah. so well, yeah, I'm glad you guys don't, no much. judgment over here. <laughs> you no, guys enjoy sure. the judgment. <laughs> yeah. Because no. everybody says, oh, you're just crazy. Oh, she's crazy. I'm here to tell you you are not because you're not the only one. <laughs> or we're all crazy and that's fine too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's that. Well, we're a little twisted. There you that's go. That's fine. There, there you go. go. Exactly. Miss you. That was another shout out to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love Miss you. Yes. OG Mafia over here. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> well, I guess hell not yeah. me, right? But I mean, mm. congratulations for you guys. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. Uh, all right. Th thank you for being on the show again, Lethe. I've super enjoyed. Yeah, we enjoyed your stories so much. So um, we will definitely have you back on the show. Thank you. Okay, well, that was uh, our very first interview. It was good to have Lefty on here with us. Uh, interesting stories, to say the least. For sure. Uh, one, I'm glad that she was our first uh, episode or interview. But, yeah, I, I just can't do ghost kids for whatever reason. Like, I love kids. I hate ghost kids. Can't do ghost kids. Yeah, no, um, I was good with the story, like, uh, you know, the lady and the two kids and all that, her getting thrown off the bed. That sounds bad, but I was fine <laughs> with all that. But when she started talking about her son seeing the kid, like, crouched in the pantry with a knife and black eyes, and I was just like, nope, I am done with this. It's uh, yeah, That definitely creeped me out. Um, well, I, and, and I mean, I think that says a lot that the two siblings, like her and her sister, that would see things as kids, like now their kids are seeing the exact same things. Like, I wonder if it's like a genetic thing or what's going on there. Yeah, there's something definitely in that family because she also did mention that her mom, you know, saw stuff as a kid too. She so. kind of repressed it. Yeah. <clears throat> For true. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the other thing too with the whole black wing figure that surrounded her car and then the two angels swooping in to kick some ass you know that was cool too because that just kind of for me validates a lot of what we what you started showing me or talking to me about and what we've come to kind of you know really invest our kind of faith in and stuff like that mm -hmm. yeah um, man I, I i love me some angels they're they're pretty cool and and they always show up in in ways that it's like you can't you can't deny it. And, and I think, you know, the fact that those two lights showed up and then this thing went away. I mean, because I've, I've had a very similar experience to that, too. Um, maybe not while driving, but to have these two entities show up after the fact. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I can relate to that a lot. Yeah, I know. Uh, and like I had mentioned with grandma and stuff like that, you know, I, that was at a point where, you know, we had... You had started talking to me about that and, and just um, being able to pray to them and, and the whole situation, how that played out. You know, it's just 
you know, I believe in that for sure. So yeah, guys, if you do want to reach us, you can message us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Uh, our Instagram handle is at we believe do you podcast. Our Twitter is at WBDY podcast on Facebook. We are, we believe do you question mark. And our email is we believe do you at gmail.com. So go ahead, guys, shoot us those emails, those messages. We want to hear your stories. Again, if you have pictures or video to go along with your story, send us that too, because that just makes it a whole lot cooler. Uh, and that way everybody else can see what you experienced as well. So send those out. We're happy to hear you because we believe. Do you? Do you?